Where did the truth go and hide in politics? Well, it's time to find it and bring it back. Welcome to No Truth Politics, where you know truth or you have no truth. I'm your host, Mr. Misunderstood, and I'll be having the distinct privilege and honor of helping you rip the Band-Aid off when it comes to all things truth in politics today. As always, to stay up to date with all things No Truth Politics, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. To help support us here financially, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or episode description. And once you're on the website, click on support. Well, without further ado, Buckle up and get ready because it's time to rip the Band-Aid off so the truth can set you free. Welcome back to the program. We're going to be covering a lot on the program, so we're going to get right to it. We're going to be going over affirmative care. What is it? Why is it such a big, bold-faced lie? Because is it really affirmative? We're going to dive in. Israeli Prime Minister admits what? Stay tuned for the answer to that one. Thriving USA economy? Hmm. We're going to take a look to see if it truly is thriving or if it isn't thriving. War on drugs is lacking. Rancher kills who? Mm, that's a good one. We're going to have to dive into the depths of that one for sure. Race-based spoil system. Hmm. wonder what that is all about. Who really destroyed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline? Take a deep dive on that. Corporations publishing thought, or I'm sorry, punishing thought crimes in this country and across the world. It's happening. We're going to take a look into seeing what it's all about who's affected, so on and so forth. The left's strategy. What is their strategy? Or at least one of them. You won't want to miss what the juicy deets to that one is. Who gets kissed on the lips at the SODU speech? The State of the Union speech. Oh, somebody gets kissed. Pucker up, because it's about to get real on the program this week. That is for sure. We're going to take a look into that. We're going to answer that question for sure. Mitt Romney versus George Santos at the SOTU speech. Ding, ding, ding. Let the war begin between those two hotheads. Who has charges dropped? Hmm. We're going to dive in on that. Propaganda machine. Hmm. Google versus DuckDuckGo. The search engine wars. And we'll finish off with the send-off, the feel-good story of the week, as always. And there will be much, much more. But first, let's take a look at patriotism in the country today. What does it look like, patriotism? I was watching a podcast from, uh, or technically listening to a podcast from Candace Owens earlier. And it was rather interesting, her hot take on various things about performances of um, celebrities, singers, songwriters, so on and so forth. 
and how they're just their performances these days are just filled with complete propaganda, political statements, BLM shirts and gear and gay pride flags and sexual related things and so on and so forth. And it's just like they're just trying to it's like they use their platform to not just do what they're good at, which is singing, but they use it to do underhanded things as in promote their political agenda which to me is just completely and utterly foolish because it's i don't listen to your music because i want to hear your political ideology i listen to your music because you're a good singer so let's stick to what you're good at singing and let you know other people focus on the political realm of things just don't i i just can't wrap my head around intertwining politics with every aspect of life just drives me nuts as the old saying goes it drives me to drinking and uh it ain't pretty well it doesn't personally drive me it's more of a figurative thing but uh you get the point it's just it's nonsense it's it's just one of those things that's like it's is it really necessary to make everything a political statement well speaking of making everything political you see it the so too if you were had a keen eye, you had to get that magnifying glass out. Typically, senators, House representatives, people in attendance, they, you know, have some patriotism. They wear USA flag pins on their lapel or on their jackets or you know, dresses, shirts, whatever. They, you know, they wrap the country. Well, apparently Democrats were in cahoots and uh, decided against that and decided to wear abortion pins in the place of these American flag pins during the speech and basically it says i heart abortion because the o is a heart and so it's just crazy so basically like i said it's got a heart for the o and so it's i heart abortion so basically what they're saying is they're all about loving human sacrifice and i mean you have to go to the bible to to see a real clear picture of what human sacrifice looks like i mean you can get a good picture in there i'm sure there's other places you can get it that's a real good picture of human sacrifice. And it's like, why is it ever okay during a so to speech or during any circumstance of life to promote the sacri the human sacrifice of the most vulnerable and innocent population in our country and in our world? Like, what is going on here? How is like, I can't, I'm at a loss for words here. It's just absolute craziness and immoral and wrong and all the adjectives you can come up with to describe how completely and utterly wicked and evil this truly is human sacrifice is never good never ever under any circumstances is human sacrifice good in the slightest bit so we ought not to be for it we ought to be against it wholeheartedly with every fiber of our being and you know, you have to pay attention to stuff like this because they try and do these underhanded tactics to where, oh, well, maybe the right won't notice or maybe people that are against abortion won't notice that we're wearing these pins. Uh, most times they probably even want you to notice that the fact they're wearing them as some kind of, uh, you know, solidarity in arms or whatever you want, whatever the case may be. And it's just like, you know, wake up and smell the roses. This is just like, what are you doing? Like human sacrifice isn't okay. So don't ever make me think that it is in your sight or in anybody's sight because it's evil, it's wrong, and it ought not to be uh, promoted or said to be a, of a good thing, especially in 
the the buildings that we the people pay for. Like, I don't know, the House of Representatives, Congress, so on and so forth. This isn't okay, and this needs to be brought up. And I don't know of many places, other than maybe a select few, that are even talking about such a thing. And this needs to be discussed because it's not very good. It's a wrong look for this country as a whole. And it's definitely beyond a step backwards for human rights, basic human rights. I don't know, the right to live, the right to live and pursue happiness and have joy and do things and make something of your life. Let's get back to that American dream, the Americana dream, where we actually care about life or we actually want to see people succeed and grow and flourish in what they do. And you can't let them, you, you won't have that if you don't even give them the basic right, which is to live and experience that and, and to be able to make those decisions. You have people like Tim Tebow. His mother wanted to, or was told to not, he, she didn't want to. She was told by doctors to abort him and she refused and look at him today. And there's multiple, I mean, multiple hundreds, thousands of stories just like that, where it's like, can you imagine if that person wasn't living? How about the person that created the light bulb? How about the person that created internet or the the hands that created, I don't know, a keyboard, a mouse, the hat, sports, so on and so forth. You just take those people out because quote unquote, you want to abort them. And what would we have? And you might say, well, somebody else would have created it. You don't know that. I don't know that. Maybe God had that specific person in mind to do that very thing. And how about the ones that are abort boarded in the thousands and millions these days? What would they have done? What are we missing out on as a society, a country, a world that we could have had, had those people been given the chance to live their life? It's a juicy thought that you ought to be considering quite frequently and with some depth because this is powerful stuff. And it's just an utter disgrace to see people on the left repping pins that say they heart abortion and are all about human sacrifice because life is not to, it's not something you should be willingly sacrificing at the behest of I don't even know what or know who it's just nonsense give people the right to make a choice to have the choice to live and let them live a good full godly life or try to live a godly life you know I pray that they get saved and make good choices but you can't do that if you don't even give them the right to live. That's my basic point here. And then it brings me into this affirmative care issue. You have President Joe Biden calling the sexual mutilization or mutilation of children affirmative good, safety. And he's saying it's good during a SOTU speech. And it's like, what is good about the cutting off of innocent young children, their body parts, pretty much making them a science experiment and just cutting off what, quote unquote, you don't think they need. They're in no way, shape or form of the mind to be making those decisions at that young of age. It's nonsense. And it's completely and utterly wicked to ever be for such a thing. Can you imagine? You have clinics and they're making tens of millions of dollars. This is a multi-million dollar industry and it's only growing. And so obviously these hospitals and doctors and all this stuff, they're all for it because they can make a buck off of it. And it's absolute insanity that you're going to take advantage of young minds who aren't in any age bracket or of the mind to make these kind of decisions. And you're letting them do it without sometimes even the parents knowing about it. And it's like, what, 
how is this okay? How is this ever good for anybody, for them? And you have lots of people, and I'm seeing it more and more every day, seeing people coming out and saying they regret doing it and turning around and suing the people that had a hand in them doing it because whether it's a therapist or doctors actually performing the surgery and so on and so forth, and they're turning around suing these people because it's like, well, I should never have been given this opportunity or this choice to be able to mutilate myself at such a young age. And you're seeing it more and more every day. And I thank God that these people are coming out and saying, no, we're taking a stand. We should not have been told that this is okay and should not have been given the choice to be able to do such an evil and wicked thing. Like this is life altering. You can't get these things back. You can't get your breasts back. You can't get, you can't reverse a hysterectomy and so many of these other things that they're doing to both men and women at such young ages. And it's like, how is this not being talked about in the mainstream? How are big time corporate media organizations not covering such an evil and wicked story and going in depth on it and shaming these people that are all for it and making them backtrack and get rid of it? I know in Tennessee, they're trying to pass legislation to abolish this and to make it 100% illegal, which is, it's like, good. How is this not you shouldn't even have to write laws to make this illegal in the first place. In my honest opinion, it's just disgusting. It's like this, it's beyond belief that this would ever be something that somebody would want to do to make money, to profit off of innocent children in such a profound way. It's just like beyond comprehension to me. I, I, I'm at a loss, like what? And you're seeing it all the time. And then you have the president standing up at the podium at a so to speech and saying, Oh, affirmative care, which it's not affirmative. That's, you know, that's their way of twisting words to make them mean something that they're not. So, you know, it's good, even though it's bad, basically. So he's saying it's affirmative good, it's safety, and it's all he's all for it at the so to speech. And it's like, do you even know what you're talking? Well, obviously, he doesn't know what he's talking about, because the mall's open, but ain't nobody in there shopping. As I said, the last couple of programs, that kind of thing's going on. So I highly doubt he's he's just reading the script and that's just it. So, I mean, I don't even know if he honestly believes in what he's saying, but he's saying it and it's just shocking that the president of the United States would be saying such just awful things and having and carrying such awful beliefs. And that's, that's just, that's just what it is. So the Israeli prime minister admits to what, according to him and media sources that I utilize, Israeli Prime Minister states that the USA prevented a truce from happening between Russia and the Ukraine last year. So you have a war going on in the Ukraine between Russia and the Ukraine, and there were peace talks, and pretty much the USA abolished those or eliminated them because they want the, the war machine to keep on a ticking. It's all about Lockheed Martin making a buck the lobbyists, so on and so forth. And it's just warmongering and appalling that this behavior would be acceptable and be taking place because this war needs to end. It needed to end long, long ago because it's a, a huge risk for nuclear catastrophe at the behest of uh, Vladimir Putin, who has the control of nuclear weapons in the, who knows, hundreds or thousands of them. And we're... we're on the precipice of World War III, and there's nuclear capabilities that could kill millions. And I'm saying millions 
of innocent people. At the, at, for what? Because people want to line their pockets with cash? It's incomprehensible. I, I, I just can't really understand why, how such an evil thing could be taking place and why people would want to make a buck off of wars that could be over and preventable. They're completely and utterly preventable. It's just mind boggling to me. And so now that this, and it's like, praise God that this guy had the decency to come out and state this truth that the USA did in fact prevent a truce from happening between Russia and Ukraine. And this, you ought to know this and you ought to research these things and understand the position of your political leaders of this nation and where they stand on foreign policy, which on the left isn't very good, but I can't say on the right is very good for the most part either. They're in lockstep with the, a lot of the left on this issue. And it's for what? You have people like Matt Gates who actually stand up against it and Lowen Bobert and some others. And it's like, well, good, they should. Because this needs to end. It needed to end a long time ago. It should never have started because it's just destroying the country of Ukraine. I think I heard the other day that they've gone from like 35, 36 million people down to 22 million for a nation of Ukraine because of this war. Now, I wouldn't quote me on that. Go look it up for yourself. Go pull the stats up. Verify it. Prove me wrong if you can. I'll humbly admit when I'm wrong. But if, if I'm right, 14 million people you've dropped in your population. That's a big drop. And for the most part, it's heavily avoidable if you just create a peace treaty. And apparently, like this guy said, there was one being worked out and then the U.S. goes in and um, destroys it. And I, I, I'm just like, why? And it's all, I mean, the why is the money. Obviously, the war machine is going strong and uh, lobbyists and Lockheed Martin and companies like that are profiting from this, profiting from innocent people dying in a nation that's not a democracy, I might add. Ukraine is far from a democracy. Democracies don't punish Christian faiths, don't, uh, don't uh, punish political enemies and news media outlets and so on and so forth. That's not what democracies do. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I hate to break it to you, that's not what they do. So going back to the SOTU speech and the economy, the USA economy, so basically the SOTU speech is written in the constitution that you have to give it once a, once a year. And trust me, presidents like in this situation, this time with the way that the U S is right now, I'm, I'm thinking president Biden doesn't really want to give an address. So I'm thinking he probably wishes it wasn't in the constitution that you have to do this every year, but you do. And it is there. And he just lies boldface on numerous occasions throughout the speech, as you could expect. I mean, it's such a snooze fest of a speech. It's so live field that I'd be surprised if you actually watched it. And to be quite honest, I didn't because I just took the, the, the bullet point notes kind of thing at the end because I just can't. I just cannot do it. I'm sorry. It's just not going to happen. I just can't stand and tolerate people lying through their teeth repeatedly all throughout a speech and trying to dress up something about a nation that's just completely and utterly false. Like, again, is the U.S. economy thriving? Well, according to President Biden in his speech, it's never been better. And it's like, excuse me? It's never been better? And you have eggs at like eight, nine bucks a pack for 12. You have gas continuing to rise and being at high levels. You have shortages left, right, and center for basic essentials. And somehow the economy is thriving. You have record inflation. It's just absolutely robbing people of their hard-earned money. 
more and more every day. You can't even keep up. Try and go fill up a grocery cart at the store and you'd be shocked to find you'd probably be paying six, 700 bucks for a filled cart just for your basic everyday essentials. I'm, I'm, go do it. Test me on it. It's like mind boggling. I go to the store, I pick up four, five, six items and I'm $100 deep. And I'm sure you can attest to it being that way for you. And I'm not this kind of person that buys a lot of name brand stuff. I'm talking, you know, regular everyday stuff. And it's just outrageous. It's like, what did I buy that it's just so high? And yet our economy's thriving. It's never been better, says President Biden. Oh, it's never been better. It's the greatest economy ever, blah, blah, blah. What? How has it never been better? I, 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 I'm just at a loss. I just can't believe the, the words that come out of his mouth sometimes. It says that, you know, it couldn't have been better. And it's just, a, it's a whopper of a lie. The purchasing power of everyday Americans has gone down steeply under Biden because, like I said, inflation and his administration has had a huge hand in causing it because they keep spending money that they don't need to spend, number one. And that even if they did need to spend it, they need to not spend it because you can't just spend your way out of debt. You can't spend your way out of problems because you're just going to spend your way into more of them. Whether now or down the road, it's going to come. And when it comes, it's going to come with a vengeance. And we're seeing it now more and more every day. Look at inflation. Look at interest rates. Try and try and go buy a house. It ain't going to happen at what you think it would. You could do it, but your interest rates have skyrocketed probably three, four times higher than they were two, three, four years ago, even a year ago, really. And yet the U.S. economy, according to Mr. Biden, it's thriving. Never been better. And then you have the war on drugs or the lack thereof, in my opinion, there is no war on drugs. He's basically, I mean, he's flat out given war, drug paraphernalia to people in, in legislation and so on. Here's a crack pipe. Go do what you got to do. What? When is it ever okay to give somebody paraphernalia to be able to, to continue in their drug habit? And this coming from a president who's had a son who's been addicted to crack and who knows what else and got him off of it, got him into rehab. And thank God for that. Nobody needs to be addicted. I don't wish that on anybody. It's not a good thing. It's evil. Purest form of evil. Get them dependent on drugs. So, so, so what? They have to depend on the government to get subsidies, to get food, to get shelter. I, I just can't wrap my head around why you'd want people addicted to drugs and why that in your mind would ever be okay. And then you see the uh, southern border. Where does fentanyl come from? It's manufactured in China for the most part. And then they flood it in through the old, wide open southern border. And you have over 106 or 107,000 people that have died last year from drug overdoses due to fentanyl. And that's just one drug. So who knows how many other drugs are here that people are dying from due to overdoses and whatever else. The stats are staggering. And it doesn't really get touched at the SODU speech. Like what? How, does, how is this not the core, the centerpiece of your SODU speech? It should be taking center stage. And it was barely even touched. and. Nowhere was it stated that this is being caused by having, like I said, a wide open border. You're just letting it flood on in here. The cartels have free reign of the border and they're basically doing whatever they want, running roughshod over it. And it's like, how is this okay? Why are we allowing this to happen? Why now? Why ever? This should not be happening. We should stand our ground and say, no, we want to take our country back. We want to take our border back. We could secure the Ukraine border and give them millions and hundred over a hundred billion dollars, and a lot and a good chunk of that money went to go securing their borders because Ukraine's borders matter. But our borders, eh? Leave them open. We're okay. The borders are fine. 
you got the president and uh, Mayorkas and all these other people. Oh, the borders are fine. There's nothing wrong. There's no problem at the border. The borders are closed. The borders are open. The borders this, borders that. And we're good. And it's like, are you awake? Like, just go take a step down. Go go take a, a, a jaunt down there. I mean, for real. You have people like this rancher, 73-year-old rancher, George Allen Kelly, who had has had multiple encounters with illegal immigrants on his property. And then he shot and killed one of them, which is legal, I might add, under Arizona law, 100% legal, because the guy trespassed onto his land and threatened his safety because you cannot trespass on somebody's land and expect to, I don't know, live. And now he's being charged with first-degree murder in Arizona because of it. Like, what is this? Like, where is the right to defend yourself, your property, and your home? Like, they're gone in this nation. And this is a basic, this is the most basic human right. And without it, you have absolutely no rights at all. I'll say it again. It's the most basic human right you have is the right to defend yourself. And without it, you don't have any rights. You have nothing. So again, I stay. Why didn't the president even mention the impact of this and of illegal immigration and what it, and the impact it's having on everyday Americans, especially at the southern border? They're running roughshod over the southern border. They're ending up on people's properties who are just trying to live everyday peaceful lives. And they have to shoot and kill them because they're trespassing on their properties, creating a ruckus, trying to break in, trying to steal, trying to do this, trying to do that. And this could all be put to bed and could be completely and utterly avoided if you just seal up the border and take back the nation. Take back your southern border and secure your nation, our nation. We the people want a secure nation. So do it and do it now. Do you ever wonder what it'd be like to be able to listen to each and every episode seamlessly and without the interruption of ads and sponsorships? Well, we've got some great news for you today. We've listened and are now doing something about it for you. Say hello to ad-free and sponsorship-free listening and many more exclusive benefits when you become a Crusader Plus today. To find out more about how you can become a Crusader Plus today, go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. Once on the website, Click on the link No Truth Politics Plus under the No Truth Politics category. Follow No Truth and myself, Mr. Misunderstood, on all major social media platforms by going to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once on the website, click on social media. Become a Crusader Insider for free today by going to our website, links.thebigtimeusa.com, or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, fill out your full name and email address in the proper fields at the bottom of the page and hit submit, and you'll officially be a Crusader Insider today, gaining you access to insider information, all the latest and greatest new things happening within our podcast franchise and companies, all the updates, promotions, offers, and much, much more. So the city of San Francisco set up a commission to create a race-based spoil system called reparations in a city and state that, I don't know, never has had slavery. This is a plan to give money to people based on the color of their skin. The latest meeting had to be postponed, though, 
for more than a month because Charmaine Walton, or Shaman Walton, I'm probably butchering that name. He, he couldn't even make it because he was partying in Colombia. And so he missed his flight. So they had to postpone the meeting. And it's like, if you really dive into this story and you figure out what's going on here, it's like, so you're giving people money based on the color of their skin? Like, what? And then who's to say that because, you know, anybody can be a woman and anybody can be a man nowadays. Well, if you're giving free money to people, white people are just going to say they're black. Well, who's to stop them? Because they're going to want money. Who wouldn't want money? So why not lie to get it? That's the president the left has set for the people. So you don't think people are going to start doing that? If you could be a woman or be a man or be this or be that, be anything you want to be. Why can't you just say you change the color of your skin to get some money? It's going to happen. Mark it down. It will happen. Trust me. And so this is just uh, another ploy to, I don't even know what for, because like I said, they have never experienced slavery in California. It's just, it's not happened. Not as California being a state anyways. So what is this really about? Like, it just doesn't really make any sense, to be quite honest. And it's just a plan to give people money, like I said, based on the color of their skin, based on how they look, based on generational color of skin. So your family has to be basically, your family has to have some kind of heritage to being a slave or being African-American or, or of color. I, I, I can't wrap my head around this, but I highly recommend you look it up because you need to know about what's going on here because this isn't just happening in California. This is a movement that's sweeping across the nation, especially in very liberal cities. So wake up. It's happening. It's here. And you ought to take notice that it is because it's not going anywhere anytime soon until we stop allowing it to happen. So stop allowing it to happen. And you can do that by voicing your displeasure with it by, I don't know, running for office and getting these fools out that have been elected that believe in this nonsense. Change can happen, but you got to put your best foot forward to make it rain the change that needs to be put for. So who really destroyed the Nord Stream 2 pipeline? Well, Biden said at the time that it was destroyed, that Russia did it to themselves, which just isn't true at all. Because why would they destroy their own pipeline? It only hurts them and Western Europe. So it just doesn't make any sense. And many official investigations into it have been conducted to find out what happened. And not one of them has shown any evidence that Russia had anything to do with it at all. So the Biden administration has been proven to have done it. And you have people like C. Seymour Hirsch on Substack. He released a written piece. And in it, he states, and I quote, Last June, the Navy divers operating under the cover of a widely publicized midsummer NATO exercise known as BALTOPS 22, BALTOPS 22, planted the remotely triggered explosives that, three months later, destroyed three of the four Nord Stream pipelines, according to, the so to a source with direct knowledge of the operational planning, end quote. So many details in this article confirm that it's not possible that the Biden administration didn't do it because they so obviously did do it. So I highly recommend going to Substack, checking out this article in its entirety, because you will be blown away at what all is in it detail-wise from Seymour Hersh. It'll absolutely 
throw you into a tailspin. You'll, your mind will be officially blown when you read that article and figure out what's truly going on here with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Like, just think about it. Why would Russia blow up their own pipeline that makes them money? Like, why? And then months before, like months and probably even years before it happened, you had people in the U.S. at in the administration and so on threatening and saying that Biden himself even said he would do it. Under certain circumstances, situations, if Russia does this, I'm going to blow it up. And if you don't believe me, look it up. I highly recommend it. But he himself admitted that he would do it. And so it's been done. And the U.S. is to blame. Let's just call it what it is. Call a spade a spade and get to the bottom of why and what was the reasoning behind it. And why is the U.S. so desperate, especially on the left, to have a regime change in Russia and to be get, get rid of Vladimir Putin? Think about it. If you get rid of Vladimir Putin out of Russia, who was set to take his place? You can't just go into a nation, destroy their leadership, and not have a plan as to who's going to be next in line, especially when they have such access to thousands upon thousands of nuclear weapons. Like you can't let those get into the wrong hands. And I'll tell you this, the chances of going from Vladimir Putin to somebody far worse are extremely high. So wake up and stop with the nonsense and work to create some peace between the two countries of the Ukraine and Russia and stop trying for this regime change that's just completely and utterly nonsense. It's a waste of taxpayer money. It's a waste of time and effort. And if you could actually implement a great leadership structure in its place, I'd be all for it. But like I said, the likelihood of that happening, it's slim to none. So stop with the foolishness already and let's move on from this. So what corporations are punishing thought crimes today? So you have Lauren Southern and her parents. They were punished for thought crimes. They were banned, essentially. They were legitimately banned from having Airbnb accounts. And her parents were simply banned because they were blood related to Lauren Southern. So as Airbnb stated in their email to her parents, they backtracked because of the bad publicity it received online. Well, duh. And they tried saying it was just a mistake when it was clearly stated in the email they sent to her parents. And it, was, it wasn't a mistake at all. And then they said they lifted the ban because her parents appealed the decision. And her parents never appealed any decision. So they're lying and they're trying to lie their way out of the whole situation. And this whole thing is just completely and utterly mind-blowing and insane and false. Their whole narrative is false. They're just trying to backtrack because they've been put on their heels because of the negative publicity they received for doing this. And it, the thing is, is if like Lauren Southern said, if you don't put a stop to this behavior now, they're going to realize like the, it's like a child. Like I said before, a child's going to keep pushing the boundary of what they can get away with until you put your foot down and say no more. Then they're going to realize, ooh, that's it. That's the line. So I can't go past that line. But they're always going to try and nudge that line a little bit more forward. And they're going to do it slowly. They're not just going to do it abrupt. Because the old saying goes, you put a frog in hot boiling water, it's going to jump right out. But you put a frog in cool water and slowly turn the temperature up, and it's going to stay in there and boil and be dead. Well, it's the same with humans. We're going to constantly push that line, that boundary, little by little, just nudge it forward, just ever so slightly. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Ooh, I can get away with that. Okay. And then eventually, you don't even realize that they pushed it because it's just minimal progress forward, minimal gains, minimal, minimal. And then before you know it, you really like, wait a minute, how did we get here? Well, because you allowed it to happen. You allowed the bricks of your wall to come out one by one, slowly but surely. And 
you weren't awakened to it. So you have to stop companies like Airbnb. I say all that to say this. You have to stop companies like Airbnb from doing this because like I just said, they're pushing the boundaries to see what they can get away with. And if they were able to get away with this with Lauren Southern, they would have kept doing it and would get it would get worse and worse and worse. And they'd be stripping us of our basic rights to be able to, I don't know, go on vacation, to be able to stay in rental properties that we want to stay in, to have basic access to apps and to things that we want to have access to. Why? Because we have different differing political views from what they have. It's like, this is just craziness and it needs to be put to a stop. And I'm thankful for people like Lauren Southern, who stands up and says, I'm not putting up with this and then exposes them for it and then puts them on their heels and then they have to backtrack. Well, good. But when you're backtracking, how about just opening up and saying, hey, you know what? We did this. We own it. We were wrong. We're sorry. And we're not going to let it happen again. And the heads are going to roll from the company of, as to the people that allowed it to happen in the first place. You would gain a whole lot of credibility within, I don't know, basic humans that live in this country that are hardworking and that just want you to tell the truth and own your mistakes and humble yourself and apologize for them. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have that. So we just got to lie our way out. It's just so sad and it's heart wrenching and just terrible. So this is happening. It's ramping up more and more as the days go on. That's why I bring it up because thought crimes ought not to be punished. Thought crimes ought not to be punished. I can't state that heavily enough because it's just crazy. It's called freedom of speech. You're allowed to think what you believe. You're allowed to believe what you believe and to think the values that you have and to hold them dear. Right, wrong, and different. That's between whoever and whatever. But that's not the point here. I have differing views from a lot of people, but they're still, they still ought to be allowed to have those views. They're not hurting anybody just having those views, one would hope. And so it's just crazy. Now, if you have a view of, I'm going to go kill some people, and then you go and do it, well, I don't agree with that. So you shouldn't have those views. So I mean, again, there's balance to what I say, but you ought to be able to think the way you think, and you ought to be able to have the thoughts that you do and the opinions that you do and not be banned for them. It's just crazy. Ooh, the juicy one. Who gets kissed on the lips at the Sodu speech? Well, apparently Jill Biden decides that she's going to lay, lay her lips and tell Kamala Harris's husband to pucker up because she lays a big juicy kiss right on Kamala Harris's husband's lips at the Sodu speech. Go look at the video. Go pull it up. I don't know. I honestly don't recommend you pull it up because it's not very, it's disgusting. It's not something I'd want to recommend you see. I've seen it. And it's like, ugh. it's like, why would you kiss somebody you're not married to on the lips? I just can't wrap my head around why you'd want to do that. Um, Like, what? what's the point? Like, why? Like, she just literally walks up to the guy and just like lays one on him. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Apparently that's good in your eyes. Um, yuck. <laughs> but that's, that's what happened. Go pull up the video if you want to see it, but it's there. Read it and weep or watch it and weep. You might weep watching that. So you might want to, it might be like you're cutting onions when you watch that. You just eyes start bleeding. So Mitt Romney decides that he's going to pull old Mr. or walk up to or be beside George Santos and start telling him that he shouldn't even be here at the So Too speech. He shouldn't be in Congress, blah, blah, blah. I mean, you can go pull up the audio or read lips for yourself. Of, I don't think there's any audio, but you can go try and read lips for yourself. People have done it. 
but uh, and get the, what was actually said. So I'm not quoting it verbatim. I'm just giving you the gist of what I remember about it. Um, and Mitt Romney, apparently he goes off on this guy, George Santos. And I don't agree with George Santos being a liar, lying over meaningless stuff that's just irrelevant and foolish. But I'll tell you this much. I'll side with George Santos on the fact that he has yet to uh, pass legislation or to have a hand in legislation that's destroyed the fabric of our nation as we once knew it and has continually and repeatedly hurt our nation with the legislation he's passed. So what leg do you have to stand on and being as corrupt as you are and having the policies that you have foreign and domestic and hurting America as much as you have? I really don't think you have room to talk about who's wicked, who's evil, who should be at the so to speech and who shouldn't. And George Santos had a pretty uh, soundbite worthy line. He said, it's not very Mormon of him, which probably is true because Mormon religion. I've met some Mormon people. They're very nice, typically. So it's kind of shocking that he's not one of them, apparently, telling them they shouldn't be here and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Go go look into that for yourself and figure out, come to your own conclusions. Draw your own conclusions from such a juicy article about Mitt Romney going off on good old George Santos. And how about this? Who has charges dropped? Ooh, some Canadian pastors who are charged for holding church services. Let's get into this one. And I'm just going to read the article for you verbatim. It says, charges dropped against Canadian pastors who held services during the pandemic pleasantly surprised charges were dropped against multiple Canadian pastors accused of violating public health orders by holding church services during the COVID-19 pandemic. A judge recently dismissed the contempt charges against pastor Philip James Hutchings and his associates at his tabernacle family church in St. John, New Brunswick. Prosecutors also withdrew the charges against pastor Aaron Rock of Harvest Bible Church in Windsor, Ontario last week. Chief Justice Tracy DeWare of the Court of King's Bench dismissed a motion to hold Hutchings and Church Director Cody Butler in contempt for holding church services in a commercial tent in the fall of 2021 when indoor gatherings were banned in New Brunswick, according to a February 2nd ruling. The church erected the tent in response to being ticketed in October 2021 for holding indoor gatherings, according to the ruling. Prosecutors had argued that the tent, whose flaps were put down during cold weather, was a public indoor space and that the pastors did not sufficiently make sure that each churchgoer was vaccinated. DeWare said she could not determine beyond a reasonable doubt that the tent Hutchings Church was using for services clearly and unequivocally constituted an indoor gathering as defined by the provincial, provincial health order in place at the time. Clearly, a commercial tent with four sidewalls up cannot be considered an enclosed space or public indoor space on an interpretation given to the definition, DeWare wrote. Arguably, the commercial tent with four sidewalls down could fall within the parameters of an enclosed space. However, as I write this decision, it is unclear to me when that occurs and counsel for the applicant were unable to provide a clear answer to the question. An alternative and reasonable point of view can be that the respondents moved their church services to the commercial tent in an attempt to avoid the restrictions on public indoor space and therefore avoid 
breaching the mandatory order, DeWare ruled. Defense attorney Jonathan Martin described the ruling as a win for due process. Yes, sir. And also a win for government accountability against the drafting of a vague of vague regulations that provide limitless prosecutorial discretion. Last Monday, Crown prosecutors also withdrew two charges against Rock, who is the first pastor charged with violating Ontario's lockdown order by holding services that exceeded a 10-person limit. I was a little bit surprised, pleasantly surprised, Rock told the outlet of the drop charges, each of which carried up to a year in prison and six figures in fines. I've never been a, a guy in trouble with the law. It was kind of surreal. Rock said he is not anti-vaccine or against public health restrictions, but believed COVID-19 was wildly exaggerated. It was. And the government's response foolish and very destructive. It was. The legal victories for the pastors come after similar, similar charges have been dropped against other Canadian clergy members. Pastor Tim Stevens was acquitted in November after he was arrested twice in 2021 because his Calgary church continued to congregate in defiance of the government. His second arrest came after a police helicopter reportedly found his church gathering outside. Jeez, you have police helicopters surrounding him. What nonsense. Pastor Arto, Arter Palowski of the Cave of Adulam Congregation in Calgary, Alberta, recently explained to Fox News Digital that he faces up to a decade in prison if convicted on charges related to officiating a church service for truckers blocking the U.S.-Canada border in Couts last year. Following a two-day trial earlier this month, the judge presiding over Palowski's case is slated to render his decision in March. Freedom, 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 freedom. Canada as a nation is going downhill fast. But to see this, that's a good sign that maybe we're turning a corner. Maybe some good is coming to this country of Canada, to the country of Canada. And man, it's just such a dictatorship over there. And it's just so completely and utterly tragic because it's just, it's unnecessary. Obviously, everything for when it comes to COVID was completely and utterly exaggerated. We know that to be a fact, more so now than ever before. So many things that were considered taboo or wrong or have you banned off of social media, deplatformed, shadow banned, so on and so forth, have been turned out to be very true looking back on it. And it's just absolutely appalling and shocking that the things that took place took place. Like to ban churches, to ban preaching the gospel in a church building when people have the free should have free will to make the decisions as to whether or not they want to go in the first place for themselves and for their families taking away abuse, basic, I mean, the most basic human rights, the imaginable, it's just absolute insanity at its deepest and core, at its deepest level and core. And you ought to stand up for this stuff. Because again, this has happened because we've allowed it to happen. And we ought to be able to stand up and say no more, like those truckers in Canada did speaking to them, stand up and say, no, we're not doing this anymore. Things need to change. And they need to change right here and right now. So that just leads me into this propaganda machine. The media is no longer and hasn't in a very long time, to be quite honest, been taking part in, I don't know, real journalism anymore. And they ought to be held accountable for this as in order to have a functioning democracy, you must have a free and fair press. So why are we not calling for this? Why are we standing up 
or not why are we not standing up and saying we want a free and fair press look at cnn look at their numbers such a conglomerate such so many worker people work there have they, they have this huge building and so many people to work there and yet nobody wants to tune in their numbers are abysmal at best and they're laying people off and switching people around and doing this and doing that to try and drum up viewership and it's like how about you just get to the truth and get to pe- what people actually want to hear which is not your nonsense you've been propagating and spewing for months and years about anti about uh, vaccines and anti donald trump and all this it's just nonsense that nobody we're tired of hearing about it and so we're tuning you out we're tuning out the mainstream media and it's like yes so why don't you wake up and realize this is happening and change the trajectory of where you're at as a media organization and start actually getting back to real journalism again man your numbers will skyrocket if you actually get back to the core of what journalism and the integrity of having and holding to real journalism is, once again, it'll transform your media organizations. Your, your media organizations will have the biggest increase and in boom imaginable if you do this. But they won't. And it's just sad. And it's going to be to their demise. CNN will be no more. It'll be like this historic company that you'll look back in history books or in pictures and say, wow, the destruction is what happened to CNN? And you'll see their destruction and why they were destroyed and what made them come to their conclusion because of their own foolish decision making and not and their unwillingness to speak truth and stop propagating false narratives and complete and utter lies. And how do you know this is happening? I don't know. Take Google versus DuckDuckGo search engines, for example. Go look up during the height of the pandemic. I heard uh, Joe Rogan say this. He, uh, and I'll just use a, a different analogy, but he used a more specific one. And I can't remember exactly what it was. So I'll just make up one on the go. But he, there was an actual thing that he, he tried looking something up on the internet, the height of the pandemic or something like that. And he typed it in Google very thoroughly and it wouldn't even pull it up. And then he goes over to DuckDuckGo and it pulled it right up like in an instant. And it's just like, what is going on? Like you could, I could pull it up in 2.2 seconds flat on DuckDuckGo and it pulls it right up because the algorithm on DuckDuckGo, it just has everything, all the information there and it just pulls it up at the ready. Whereas obviously Google's suppressing what they don't want you to see or hear or watch. They just shut it down. They did it with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Twitter did it. And now you're seeing in the Twitter files, all this stuff coming to light about how the organizations for the federal government, the the um, CIA, FBI, so on and so forth, they're all in cahoots with big tech. And so they email big tech and say, hey, I don't like what this guy's saying, what this account's saying, so on and so forth. Ban it. Get rid of it. Ban them off the off the platform. Shadow ban the, the comment or the tweet or the this or that. Or in Google searches uh, in, uh, example, just don't make it so that they can even look it up. It's just crazy. I heard that and I'm like, wow, they actually were doing that? That's like nuts. So I have actually been a big proponent of using a DuckDuckGo because it, you know, you got to get the cream de la cream. You got to be able to get the all the sources you can get your hands on without fearing that they're shadow banning it or removing it or not giving allowing you to have access to it. It's just crazy. So yeah, if I can't find something on Google, I'll go right to that DuckDuckGo just like Joe Rogan does. Before he even said that, I've been doing that because it's just crazy. Why why are you banning what I want to have and what I should have? The act be able to access. I should be able to go and Google search, type in what I want to look up, and be able to look it up and find it. 
and find it right away. But they have such they they've manipulated their algorithms in such a way that it promotes what they want it to promote and it suppresses what they want it to suppress. And it's just it's it's awful. It's wrong on the deepest level possible. And we ought to be able to stand up and say, you know what, we'll find the alternatives. And it's it's good that you have people that are creating alternatives. And then and like on, for Twitter's example, you actually have real debate taking place on their platform again. Now, people aren't afraid they're going to be banned so easily over a tweet they put out or this or that. And so you actually have real genuine debate and dialogue taking place. And what does real genuine debate do? It suppresses anger. Because if you can debate something and be able to talk and have the freedom of speech, it squashes the need for violence or what you think is a need for violence. It's a powerful thing when you are able to speak your mind and say what you want to say and not fear repercussions of being shadow banned and turned off and censored and banned and all this nonsense and have your livelihood destroyed. People have lost income. Look at Roseanne Barr, for example, completely canceled off her show. One of the first ones to be canceled, all because she made a comment about Valerie Jarrett on Twitter or whatever platform she did it on. And it's just nonsense. She's going to lose her whole entire career based on a single tweet. Nuts. Absolute insanity. But she's back in a big way. And a little cheap plug is she's over there on Fox Nation with a new comedy special. So if you're a fan of hers, that's where you can find her. And I ain't getting paid to say that. So there you go. It's a little free cheap plug for you about that. So um, it's just crazy that you, you take examples like Roseanne Barr and so many others that are just being completely and utterly, utterly shut down and taken off of platforms and deplatformed and all this stuff over simple comedic or memes that are comedy oriented or things that are a lot of the times it's things that are true or that are proven to be true later on. So it's like really insane and should not be happening at all, whether what's being said is true or not and you can be on the left you can say whatever you want it's a complete another lie and they'll just leave it up so it's a complete another double standard and complete another hypocrisy at its root and it's just nuts so be awakened to it know it's happening and be the change that this nation needs in order to not allow this to continue and say no i'm not that's not going to fly here in this nation we're not going to put up with this we're voting you out. We're getting rid of these people. And, you know, I, I heard some good news is that I think, you know, there's people that are really saying that we're getting toward the tail end of this because people are just sick and tired of it. Sick and tired of being shadow banned. Sick and tired of their livelihoods being destroyed and losing jobs and money and income and so on and so forth or friends or this, that and the other over foolishness. Like, I hate to break it to you, but people on the right and people on the left could disagree on policy and on politics and still get along. Let me repeat, people on the left and people on the right can disagree politically and still manage to get along. And the media on the right and the media on the left wants you to believe that that couldn't be further from the truth. And they're lying to you, both of them. It's just, it's wrong. It's just completely and utterly false. It couldn't be more false because I get along with people on the left. I get along with people on the right. People get along with me and they're on the left, so on and so forth. It happens. It happens every day. And we need to wake up and smell the roses because it's just clear as day. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So, you know, you need to accept the reality of what is and move on with your life because you'll be much better for it. And it'll really help you in the long run. 
So I say all that to say this, definitely highly recommend that, you know, if you use Google search, fine, there's no problem with that. I use it all the time. I'm a big fan of a lot of Google's products. It's, it's good. My personal opinion. And, uh, but I do recommend you have a search engine like a DuckDuckGo, because like I said, you have to understand these big corporations are all in cahoots with the federal government with entities on the left because they are left wing. And so you have to find that alternative so that when you can't find something or when you suspect something might be shadow banned or blocked from your viewing pleasure, that um, you have that alternative that you can go to, type it in there and boom, it'll pop it right up like the experience Joe Rogan had. And so that's the beauty of having the alternative. Competition breeds greatness. It's just like why we don't want monopolies in corporations. You don't want monopolies in corporations because competition breeds excellence. You have a Verizon and a T-Mobile and an AT&T and they're competing against each other and they're trying to compete on price and they're trying to compete on quality and programs and offerings and so on and so forth. And if one company is going to throw something as an offering then the other one's got to match it and so on and so forth and it breeds lower prices, it breeds breeds excellence, it breeds um, better offerings and better products and capabilities for you as a customer. Well, it's the same thing politically. You have a Google search, you have a DuckDuckGo, you're eventually going to have a much excellent, a much more excellent uh, product. You're going to have that alternative and you'll be better for it. So heading into the final part of the program this week, the send off, the feel good story of the week. Ooh, am I going to be talking about pets, cars, people? Let's find out for yourself. Here it is. Ocean City Fire Department welcomes new therapy dog. The Ocean City Fire Department recently welcomed its newest member, 20-month-old Black Labrador and certified therapy dog, Max. Max was greeted by town officials, first responders, and students from Ocean City Elementary School and Seaside Christian Academy, all of whom gathered together at OCFD headquarters for his proud red carpet debut max handled by firefighters ian spice and ryan whittington has undergone about 18 months of extensive training for his new role he's highly motivated through contact with people whittington said and is known for his affection and calm quiet nature chief richard bowers believes his department's new furry friend is sure to lift spirits Bowers formally welcomed Max to the fire department family by shaking his paw. Oh, isn't that special? He will bring something that this department and this city needs. Something as simple as petting a dog makes a big difference, Bowers said. Max is not just ours. He's yours too. Max will remain at the OCFD serving as a source of comfort, support, and community engagement, Whittington confirmed. He will also make regular appearances at Ocean City Town Council meetings, as well as other public community-centered events. Therapy dogs like Max have been shown to have a positive impact on mental and emotional well-beings, especially for those in high-stress environments, Whittington said. I'm proud to say that this is just the beginning. Our department will continue to explore new and innovative ways to serve our community. That's good. You know, there's nothing wrong with a therapy dog. If people's spirits are down and it's going to help lift them up, give them, you know, give them what they need. Give them that therapy dog. Help them to have that hope. You know, a little bit of hope goes a long way in making sure people are uh, not going crazy. 
I'd say the best thing you could do is give your life to Jesus, surrender to him, repent of your sins, trust in him. And uh, he'll definitely give you a, a new a peace that you won't find anywhere else. He'll fill the void in your heart. And uh, that's that's the biggest thing you could do. He'll give you joy that surpasses, or he'll give you peace that surpasses all understanding with the prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving, and joy that nobody will be able to steal from you and that you shouldn't ever give away freely. So take that to heart and understand that, you know what? A therapy dog, not a bad thing. It's a great thing. If it's going to help people flourish, and help their mental state and their mental well-being. Nothing wrong with that at all. Bring it on, as the old saying goes. So with that, I bid you adieu. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. No Truth Politics is created, recorded, edited, and produced by our production company, Pearly Gates USA, which is owned and operated by our parent company, The Big Time USA. Make sure that you follow the podcast and turn notifications on by hitting the icon so that you get alerted about every new episode as soon as it's released. Do you hate listening to ads and sponsorships? Well, say hello to ad-free and sponsorship-free listening and more exclusive benefits when you become a Crusader Plus today. To find out more about how you can become a Crusader Plus today, please go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, click on the link No Truth Politics Plus under the No Truth Politics category. To make a one-time financial gift, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, click on support. With your financial support, you make all of this possible. So thank you. Well, the Band-Aid has officially been ripped off. So it's time to ask yourself one final question. Has the truth set you free so that you can be free indeed? For myself, Mr. Misunderstood, and the rest of our team here at Pearly Gates USA and the Big Time USA, thank you so much for your loyal listening, and we look forward to you listening again next episode.